You're listening to SB Nation Radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Kevin Green. Tony Dungy. The late Dick Stanton. Eddie D. Bartolo. The late Ken Stabler. Marvin Harris. Orlando Pace. The gunslinger Brett Barr. This is your Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2016. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. I try to warn the, the um, you know, the refs every time I do get hit in the head. But you know, if the if the flag is not called, then it then it's, then it's okay. I feel sh- that's how I do feel. I just don't like to lose. That, of course, was Carolina quarterback Cam Newton after the Panthers' season-opening loss to Denver, which, Goose, to be honest with you, it looked a lot like their season-closing loss to Denver in Super Bowl 50. Yeah, Cam Newton has now been mugged twice by the Broncos in full view of the public. He didn't deserve to win either game, but he didn't deserve to take the beating he took in both games. You know, if the goal was to knock him out of the game, the Denver defense almost succeeded. Yeah, you are correct, sir. And Ron Cam wasn't the only quarterback in the news. You're New England Patriots. Yes, sir. You have a new savior at the position. That's right, They're Jimmy G. Him the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're not calling him the Messiah. Maybe he's the touchdown Jesus outside of Notre Dame. But um, he's not the Messiah, not yet anyway. But, you know, anybody calling for Jimmy Garoppolo, including you, Ron, to keep the job when Tom Brady returns in four weeks? Well, not me, but somebody did suggest they trade him uh, trade him to the Vikings for three number ones and Adrian Peterson. Good <laughs> deal. <laughs> yeah, Smart. A little early for the Jimmy G era to begin, I think. Uh, but he wins two more games, and let's talk again. You think friend of the show Rick Spielman would make that trade? <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, uh, I got to admit, though, Ron, that was an impressive win. And, yeah. and you know what? I'll be honest with you. This, this reminds me a little, I'm saying a little, of the uh, Aaron Rodgers-Brett Favre situation. Um, Goose, I know you remember this. I don't know if you do, Ron, but when Aaron Rodgers relieved Brett Favre in a Thursday night game in Dallas, it was in 2007, and he looked terrific. Um, I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo is Aaron Rodgers, but there is that feeling, I guess. I mean, I would think in, in Boston, Ron, that when Brady retires in, what, 10 years? <laughs> What's he say, 10 years? His, replacement, his replacement's right there on the bench. Uh, well, I think there probably is some of that feeling after the game, but uh, uh, to all of them, I say, you ever heard of Scott Mitchell? Scott Mitchell got paid twice for supposedly going to be a great quarterback, and he, he never did squat. And there's uh, a lot more Scott Mitchell's uh, one-day wonders than there are Aaron Rodgers or Johnny Unitas coming off the bench. So I think uh, everybody back home needs to pump the brakes a little bit on the Jimmy G coronation. <laughs> How about Brock Osweiler? Brock Osweiler. There <laughs> There's another go. guy. got $72 million based on, what, seven games? Uh, well, there's a lot to get to today. So, so guys, uh, let's get started. That's we a have lot a, of money, Clark. It, that is a lot, a lot of money. money. That's... That is that is that your paycheck or Brock yeah. Osweiler's paycheck? <laughs> That's Brock's. Might paycheck. be the Goose Man's paycheck. I don't know, but um, we have Hall of Fame defensive back Lem Barney from Goose's favorite team. No, not the Dallas Cowboys. I'm talking about the Detroit Lions. As Goose grew up, he rooted for those Lions. We also have NFL Network analyst and former GM Charlie Casserly. And speaking of those hits and that mugging that Cam Newton took, we address that issue with Fox officiating guru. Yes, Ron, I said guru. Guru. And now author, author Mike Pereira, as well as we're going to visit with Tim Graham of the Buffalo News to talk about a piece he wrote recently on Bjorn Nitmo. A fabulous Ooh. piece. Yeah, yeah it is a fabulous piece. One of my favorites, you know. Bjorn Nitmo. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of listeners probably saying, who? 
I'm going to tell you, you're going to know who he is after we talk to Tim. But first, Goose, a um, few comments on what's going on in the league right now, or at least what isn't, um, namely home field advantage. What happened to it? Home teams were 7-9 and nine in week one. And you should know, Goose, man, your Cowboys lost to the New York Giants at Jerry World. Clark, the Cowboys haven't won an AT&T Stadium, AT Stadium for more than a year. That was their eighth consecutive home loss. Also, they've got a sub-500 record at AT&T Stadium since it opened in 2009. So I wouldn't try to paint the Cowboys as a shining example of home field efficiency. Yeah, they probably <laughs> sold a lot of jerseys there, right? And a lot of seats. There you go. <laughs> now that's all 90, we really care 90, about. That's all we care 90, about. 92,000 to see those losses. Uh, well, one of the toughest places to play is Foxborough, and then the Patriots are going to be there for the next three weeks. Ron, question for you. What makes that place such a tough place to play other than Don Brady and Bill Belichick? Well, the hidden cameras and two sets of uh, communication <laughs> lines help a lot. You know, those are pretty helpful, actually, generally speaking. Uh, you know, really nothing except, you know, the weather in the winter and the, and the fact that they've had a lot of good players there over the last 15 years or so. You know, as I recall, it wasn't much of a home field advantage uh, when I was a kid in the 60s or in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s. You know, there are exceptional places like Green Bay, Pittsburgh, you know, and some of those warmer the places in the winter and the cold weather places in the summer. And I think... For me, the all-timer is, uh, unless they lower the altitude of Mile High Stadium, Denver has the greatest edge of all. Yeah, you know, I, I, mean, I agree. The officials can't even breathe there, let alone the player. <laughs> yeah, right. You ever try to run in Denver? I have. I have. Gasping first, for First air. time I was ever there, I did, and it felt like there was an elephant was sitting on my chest after about a quarter of a mile. Said, Man, it's not good. <laughs> it was a Broncos offensive lineman. Hey, Ron, before we go any further, I noticed they took down that Brady banner in Foxborough. Are you the guy who did it? <laughs> no, but it came down right about the time Jimmy G threw his first touchdown pass, <laughs> I've been go, told. Just a- uh, that's just a, a coincidence. It could huh? be a coincidence or it could be a message to, to your man, the music man, not to extend that lease on his house. <laughs> Careful. Okay, well, another takeaway from week one, Gooseman, parody. Ten of the first 14 games, and yes, I'm excluding those two Monday night blowouts. Ouch. But ten of the first 14 games were decided by seven or fewer points, including four by one, two by two, and one San Diego and Kansas City that went to overtime. Well, the NFL's been a field goal league since the advent of the salary cap. You know, dynasties are now history. And don't tell me that because the Patriots won one Super Bowl in less than years, they are a dynasty. You need a reliable kicker in today's NFL, as Arizona and Carolina discovered in their losses on late missed field goals. Ron, how many straight uh, NFC uh, AFC championship games have the Patriots been to? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, a lot. I, uh, I a call lot. that they're, dynasty. They're I call it dynasty. Food. A lot of losers rings in your hand. A lot of losers rings in your hand. A lot more rings than most people. It's not dynasty like Linda Evans, but it's dynasty close enough to Linda Evans. Yeah, the Carringtons had the dynasty going. Um, One of those uh, close calls that we were talking about, uh, Goose, was was your game in Dallas. Um, You know, what did you take away from that? And, and, And what can Cowboy fans reasonably expect out of Dak Prescott? The Cowboys can't play defense is what I took away from that game. You know, Prescott did what he's supposed to do. He didn't make any mistakes, no sacks, no fumbles, no interceptions, and kept the Dallas offense on the field for almost 37 minutes. But the Cowboys still had to spend 23 minutes on defense with no pass rush and no playmakers. That's too long for that group to be on the field. There's no D in Dallas. It's going to be a long season. Okay, well, then there's Ron's Raiders. Yes, the greatness of the Raiders. And Ron, let's be honest, that was a signature win. That's a signature song, too. Plowing down the field of the Oakland Raiders. It was a signature win. They go to New Orleans, they win. Uh, 
And you know, credit coach and friend of the show, Jack Del Rio, for a gutsy, gutsy call. But Ron, you know, in the euphoria of a huge road win, there is a danger sign. And it reads like this. 423 yards passing and four TDs from Drew Brees. In short, the Raiders' defense has more holes, I think, than your kitchen. <laughs> well, who doesn't? I mean, you know, uh, look, those holes were opened up by one of the league's best quarterbacks, Drew Brees. I'm not so sure that Alex Smith and uh, Trevor Simeon and guys like that are going to be quite as challenging. Philip uh, Rivers will be. Uh, maybe, but the rest of his team stinks. But you missed the, the actually the central statistic of the whole game, Clark. I can't believe this. Raiders, uh, this is the symbol of true Raiders greatness. 14 penalties for 141 yards and a win. That's the Raiders. We're back. Chicken ass taking names. Gucci buying into the Raiders penalties and all. Yeah, the two young teams I targeted on the rise this season were the Raiders and Jaguars. I picked both to win the division titles. So, yes, I'm buying the Raiders. At least you're halfway there. Uh, Ronnie? Who's buying into Tampa Bay? You talked about signature wins. Going to Atlanta and winning? I know. No, that was good. And, look, Jameis Winston keeps throwing four touchdown passes a game. They're going to win a lot of games. Uh, and I'm not really buying into them. You know, Goose has convinced me on the Jags, and, uh, even though the uh, uh, you know, first game didn't go totally the way they wanted, but pretty good. But I'm not so sure about the Bucks. although i got to say, Winston, you know, I mean, he's really – you look at him today and look at what he was, you know, when he was a, his last year in college. It's a completely different player. Yeah, Winston plays good like a quarterback should, right? <laughs> Very good. Yeah, how about Mad that? Men. Here we are, Mad Men. <laughs> Gooseman, most impressive performance in week one. Oh, Academy Kansas City coming back from 21 down in the third quarter. Alex Smith isn't supposed to be able to generate those comebacks with his arm. Yet he threw 48 times for 363 yards and a pair of touchdowns. If that's a sign of things to come, the Chiefs can be scary good. Ronnie, most impressive performance? Oh, it has to be the Patriots. I mean, when uh, a team wins without a starting quarterback, both starting tackles and its best offensive weapon and two rookies uh, playing the guard positions, uh, you know, who wins that kind of game? Nobody. Belichick. Belichick. Hey, quick now. Least impressive. Goose, quick. Philadelphia rookie quarterback playing the Browns like playing a controlled scrimmage. Ronnie? Arizona Cardinals for the same reasons as above. Okay, we're going to stop right there and go to commercial. When we return, we'll ask officiating expert Mike Pereira if Cam Newton is unfairly treated by opponents and officials. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. The better you drive, the more you save. Bears and bats, they live in a cave, but that's irrelevant here. So back to the subject we steer. Snapshot saves you money when you drive safe. I wear corduroy pants. I don't mind that they chafe. The better you drive, the more you can save with Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states or from all agents. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. 
Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. On paper, summer is almost over. On asphalt, that's an entirely different story. During the Indian Motorcycle Legendary Summer Event, find great offers on America's first motorcycle, like a $1,500 trade-in allowance on select models, with payments as low as $5 a day, but only for a limited time. So see your Indian Motorcycle dealer today and make your summer legendary. Promotion offers subject to credit approval. Offers valid through 9-30-16. Certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the Roaring Twenties. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. (laughs) Hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. Check Sunday's newspaper for Centrum coupons. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO. We're just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More details, go to GEICO.com. You know what? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our first guest is no stranger to the show. Mike Pereira is a longtime friend. We used to call for answers when he was the NFL's head of officiating. But then he went to L.A., joined Fox, became a TV star, and now is an author whose book, after further review, Inside the Infamous, Controversial, and Unforgettable Calls that Changed the NFL, is in your neighborhood store. Mike, nice to have you back. It's always good to be with you guys, especially the goose. A guy named Borges, anytime. anytime. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Goodbye. Hey, Mike, let's first plug this book. You talk about the infamous, the controversial, and unforgettable calls. Where does the tuck rule rank? Because it happened on your your watch. Well, I mean, I've been waiting for at least one, one New England Patriots Super Bowl ring, for God's sake. You know, with, <laughs> without that call, that turned, that maybe turned their whole, uh, their, their whole career around or their legacy around, for God's sake. But, you know, obviously that's one of the biggest ones because it was the tuck rule. It was in the book. It was reversed correctly, but... I think everybody agrees, including me, it was a bad rule, yet it took, what, 12 years to get it changed, something yeah. like that. Uh, you know, it, um, it was one of those nonsensical rules that the league had had in for a long time that, uh, that uh, certainly didn't go over well in Oakland, that's for sure. Hey, Mike, that ring, they sent it to Ron Borges. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I'll get it right to you. Mike, you've gotten a lot yeah, of attention you- for mentioning that Goodell once shoved you. First off, are you surprised by the reaction? What the heck happened? (laughs) Well, I mean, I was surprised, but I mean, this is not like it was an attack, like I was assaulted. It was, uh, 
you know, it was it was a disagreement. It was a you know, it was a you know, me strongly defending an official that I didn't think needed to be suspended and he felt that you know the official did need to suspend it he was he was taking a lot of heat from cleveland on the you know the bottle gate thing on the incomplete pass that people thought never should have been reversed because they thought the buzz came after the quarterback spike you know i don't know when it happened there was no way to prove it but i wasn't going to suspend him he was getting heat from cleveland he got frustrated i think because i wouldn't give in and i got the old it was really a shove to shove me out of the hallway into my office. It missed the door, unfortunately, and I hit the wall. But, I, you know, I, I think he looked at me at that point and walked, and I looked at him, and then that kind of ended the thing. I think we were both a little bit surprised. But, you know, I wish I wouldn't have put it in there now because I wouldn't want that to be the focus of the book. And he's not a guy that goes around the office pushing people, but he was passionate and he's frustrated. And uh, he likes to get his way. And I think that's still relevant today. And um, he just wasn't getting it that day. If you don't want that in the book, you don't know how to sell books, my friend. I know you're right. I did, I did say when I wrote it, and uh, I, you know, I said, gee, should we should we put that in the book? And and uh, of course the publisher said, of course you put that in the book. And then <laughs> and then I and then I sent it off to some friends and I said, you you does this sound too harsh? And they said, no, it's not. You know that I said, well, I don't want my book to all be about Roger Goodell pushing me. And uh, they said, no, 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 you don't, you don't. Well, that's that's what it almost turned out to be. But you're right. I mean, I think the I think there have been some pretty good sales because of that. Of course, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed in 345 Park Avenue anymore. Um, <laughs> that, well, but I wanted, that's all right. I think, I think I was about locked out of there anyway. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, uh, about two things, sort of how difficult it was to write it, and, and how do you think it's it's going to or already has affected your relationship with, you know, some guys inside the office, maybe even some officials? Well, I don't think it. I think the officials probably all stood up and applauded. Um, you know, I, I look, I, I, don't, I don't really care how it affected my relationship in 345 Park Avenue. I mean, I don't spend any time in there. You know, there's been so much turnover in there that, you know, that, uh, heck, I, I, you know, I, I guess that was the least of um, the least of my concerns. I wasn't really getting anything from them anyway. So uh, I'm not a guy that called Blandino to try to find information about things. It's just not my nature. So, you know, if, if they're going to take it to like be something that, you know, they're going to be mad at me about, I think, I think really in the bigger picture, don't doesn't Roger and and those guys have some bigger fish to fry than me, um, which is probably why, by the way, I haven't heard from them. Welcome to our world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're speaking to Fox officiating analyst and now now author Mike Pereira, whose book after further review inside the infamous controversial and unforgettable calls that changed the NFL is now available. And Mike, there's been a lot of criticism of the officiating in the wake of that Carolina-Denver game, the, the season opener with the Panthers charging that Denver went headhunting and that that wasn't called properly. Do they have a complaint? Oh my gosh, certainly. Um, you, you know, I, I think that that was really a black mark for the league starting out on their first day on Thursday, you know, to have those hits. Now, one was called, the other one that was really blatant was it. But to me, the biggest thing is, you know, they went again their, they went against their express message, and that was that they were going to protect a player who appeared to be or had any chance of being concussed. And 
you know, the hit on Cam Newton, you know, there's 36 seconds to go in the game. But I firmly believe that in any other time, and that time included, but in any other time, they'd have marched into the sideline and taken him out for a play. And I do think that that has the league a bit embarrassed uh, because every piece of video that they have sent out, um, including me, to send out to me, they talk about those hits and how the referees are going to, if they say any possible sign, if the player's on the ground for any length of time or stumbles or, you know, gives facial express anything there to take them out of the game. And if they don't, then they're after their certified athletic trainer who's upstairs, then he has the ability to buzz down to the referee and say, get him off the field. Well, Cam Newton clearly had that possibility of being concussed, both based on the, um, the severity of the hit and then the fact he was on the ground turned over on hands and knees, Greg Olson standing over him. And so the question comes in the minds of everybody, including me, uh, because there's 36 seconds left and Carolina's behind, are you going to leave them in the game? So does the time trump the player's safety? And I really don't think it does. I just think it was a massive screw-up. And, um, and, and, you know, the league can say that the independent doctors on the sideline had time during the officials enforcing offsetting fouls to order down the video, to look at the video, and not see signs of him being possibly concussed. I don't buy it. I think it was, uh, I think it was poorly handled, and I think internally there's going to be some, uh, some, um, some really unhappy uh, conversations that go on. Hey, Mike, we got about a minute here. If you had to make one rule change, what would it be? Well, it, it would be the same thing I've always really hated, and that's pass interference. Um, you know, there was a play the other night in a totally insignificant, horrible performance by the L.A. Rams, and there was a 60-yard pass interference or 55-yard pass interference that was really a close play. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't buy penalty yardage being in chunks of 40 to 50 yards, and I sat in my office in New York too many times when a guy would call pass interference 40 yards down the field and it'd be wrong. So you're dealing with a 40 yard mistake. It's the hardest call on the field to make because everybody's moving and you have so many things to factor in yet it carries the most punitive uh, penalty yards. And I, I tried to get the competition committee to uh, consider making it the college rule maximum 15. And they all said to me, you'll take away the deep vertical game. And I'd say, What's the passing game? And I said, what do you, will you watch college football for God's sake? I mean, <laughs> if a guy's close enough to commit pass interference, he's going to try to make a play in the ball. As always, Mike, many, many thanks. And you know what? Best of luck chasing that bullet, sir. Thanks, Mike, right, as always. Mike, see you. That was former NFL Vice President of Officiating Mike Pereira, now with Fox Sports and now an author. Up next, Len Barney. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. 
Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the Roaring Twenties. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. (laughs) Hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. Check Sunday's newspaper for Centrum coupons. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. The better you drive, the more you save. Bears and bats, they live in a cave, but that's irrelevant here. So back to the subject we steer. Snapshot saves you money when you drive safe. I wear corduroy pants. I don't mind that they chafe. The better you drive, the more you can save. With Snapshot from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in all states. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? means I was dialing 15 minutes ago, and now I'm going to the bank. Smart man. You should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Join Ron and go. Our next guest is one of the great cover corners in NFL history. Len Barney went to seven Pro Bowls with the Detroit Lions and intercepted 56 passes, which places him ninth all-time among pure corners. He has a bust in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is great, but what makes him particularly special in our eyes is that he's the only cornerback in NFL history with a gold record. Yeah, listen carefully. That was Lem Barney and Lions teammate Mel Farr singing backup on Marvin Gaye's signature song, What's Going On? Lem Barney, thanks for joining us. Thank you so very much for having me, brother. Lem, so how does a kid from Jackson State wind up behind the microphone at Hitsville, USA, singing with a Motown legend? <laughs> Well, it, it was always a, a joy for me watching uh, the Lions, first of all. During Thanksgiving, they played every Thanksgiving game as a youngster. I watched them, but the singing came for me being in church and Lim and Burdell Barney, my mom and dad's household, on Sunday morning, church was not an option. So it, it started off in church singing in the choir as a youth and then growing up being in the senior choir and getting on campus at Jackson State, becoming a Kappa Alpha Psi member. He had to sing a lot there, too, so ended up drafted by the Detroit Lions. So I said, I'm hitting in the Motown, so it, it was a joy getting to Detroit. How did you meet Gay? Well, I had a chance to uh, meet the great Marvin Gay and a lot of other Motown hitters. Uh, I, I, I went to see Marvin one night uh, over at the 20 Grand, and after that, Marvin and I hit it off pretty good. And, Marvin started joining uh, us at the Lions after party after we played at Tiger Stadium. And uh, Marvin started working out with Mel and I during the off season, and he felt that he had an opportunity to become a Lion. So <laughs> Coach Joe Schmidt brought him into the office and talked with Marvin and said, look, Marvin, do you have any uh, 
film from when you played in college, Marvin said, well, Coach, I never played in college. He said, well, you have it when you played in high school. He said, Coach, I never played in high school. So Joe jumped up and said, well, what the heck <laughs> you think? You can just walk out on the field and play without having played. He said, well, Coach, I, I believe I got a chance. I worked out with Mel and Lamb, and I, I've been working out at the University of Michigan. I really feel like first time I touch a ball, I score a touchdown. So Coach gave him an opportunity to come out, and he tried him out at wide receiver and running back, but he just didn't have it to take it over. So Joe told him he wouldn't really feel good if he put him out there and he got injured. So Marvin appreciated the tryout. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he I'm glad that he kept singing. That was better. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what does that song mean to you to, today, almost 50 years later, when when you hear it, Lem? Well, it, it's always a joy to hear it, and I play it a lot here at home, and, I, and it makes me think about Marvin. Uh, he, he'll always be in my heart what a great guy he was. He wasn't just a wonderful singer, but he was a, a dynamic uh, father, and uh, he, he was a great husband, and just a great, a great person all over. So he'll, he'll always be remembered in my heart. We're with Hall of Fame cornerback Lem Barney on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can reach us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com. And Lem, you were a rookie in 67 when Detroit was torn apart by racial strife. Now, 50 years later, the country still remains divided on race. Question for you. Does, does Colin Kaepernick have a point with his protest? What do you think? You know, uh, I pray for things like that, and uh, hopefully things will get better. Uh, that's all we can do. Uh, I think our prayers is our greatest strength before we even move. And uh, I, I think if a lot of the leaders around the city would gather in with prayer, I think things will get better. I really do. Um, how big a stride was it for the city of Detroit and the Lions to hire an Afro-American coach in Jim Caldwell? Well, I think it was a great, great, great job uh, by Coach Caldwell being uh, signed by the Lions to be the head coach. Uh, I think he came up with, with great credentials. Uh, we've had some uh, other great people I thought would have had a great chance to become a coach during the years after he had retired, the late, great Dick Knight train lane. But uh, it just wasn't there for him during that time. But I think Coach Caldwell came in with some great credentials, and uh, the opportunity was given to him. And I think he's doing a great job. Uh, Lem, one, one last question about Ka Colin Kaepernick, just to go back to that. You know, he's been heavily criticized in a lot of places, but I've actually also heard a lot more conversation about the depth of this uh, issue that's racked America for 400 years than we've heard in a long time, uh, and, and he's you know paid a price for it. Uh, what do you think of him looking from afar at, at that young man and, and what he's trying to do? Well, I mean, you know, we, we, we've got a lot of people that do a lot of things and uh, don't have the real important issues about what they're complaining about or what remarks they make, so... As a result, uh, I, I don't think uh, he, he's on, on, the, on the right hookups. We're speaking with Hall of Fame cornerback Lem Barney on the Talk of Fame Network, and no, that's not us making the phone call. That's Lem talking to us on the other end, and Lem, you played during a golden era of quarterbacking when you went against Hall of Famers, and I'm going way back, like Johnny U, Bart Starr, Joe Namath, Ken Stabler, Roger Staubach, Fran Tarkenton, Sonny Jerkinson, go on and on, but... Question, uh, which quarterback was the greatest challenge for you? Well, I think uh, Unitas, uh, Bart Starr, uh, were just two great uh, dynamic quarterbacks for, for, for the reason I as a high school quarterback, and I went to Jackson State as a quarterback, but ended up playing defensive back. I had Bart and Johnny Unitas as an icon. Uh, I tried to emulate them, and I was in 
school and went to college as well. So, but uh, you know, some great quarterbacks uh, have been there, and there's some even greater quarterbacks today. I think arms oh, are stronger today than they they were yesteryears. So it, it, it's still a, a, a factor that defensive backs have to train a lot, do a lot of studying of the film, and we used to take film home and uh, study film and watch guys. Uh, and, and, and see what they were going to try to do to you in certain situations. So it, it, it's a different game today. I think guys are much stronger today with the training that they're doing. Lem, you never won a championship with the Lions. In fact, there hasn't been a player who's played for Detroit in the last 59 years who's won a title. You still live in Detroit. What's it going to take for the Lions to finally get to a Super Bowl? I think uh, getting the units uh, together, the offense, the defense, as well as the special team, they can click together. I think the Lions will do very well. Uh, they, they've played and lost some close games, and then they've won a few games that they shouldn't have won. But, I mean, again, again, it's about the determination. Offense got to play real good and got to take the chances during the times where they have the opportunities. And defense has to play good ball all the time. Then you have to have that special teams. The special teams has not really been a big factor for them as of lately. Watching that game against Indianapolis, Lem, I think they could use you at cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. They could. That's for sure. You know, the game's obviously changed a lot, Lem, uh, since the days when you played. Uh, I think it was a more violent game, actually, in those days. Uh, you know, during your career, you could use your hands on receivers and jostle them down the field, or if you were like Willie Brown, you could just, you know, throw them in the stands. Uh, <laughs> now you get one touch within five yards, and that's it. Uh, they've a, it's really a pitch-and-catch game. Now, how tough would it have been for you to survive playing the game under those rules, do you think? And, and is it a better game or not? Well, I, I think if it had been that type of uh, critiquing during that time by the rep, I think I'd had to, like all the other ball players, you have to make the adjustment to it. Uh, Bump and run wasn't a thing I really enjoyed doing, but uh, it, it was a part of the defensive plan when coach would call plays for the defense, for challenge, for for being the uh, defense where the line was going to rush in and you didn't have any linebackers dropping out. You had to play one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage, so we was told to come up and bump and run. But I really like facing a guy the six, six and a half yards to seven feet out and would uh, – work on backpedaling, but I mean, it, 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 it's now a different type of ball games. I think guys are bigger, stronger, faster, and more quicker than the guys of yesteryear. Hey, Lem, we've got to run, but thanks for the time, the memories, and you know what? Thanks for those vocals on what's going on. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening, brother. <laughs> thanks, Lem. You got it, Lem. Thanks, thank Lem. you. That was Hall of Fame cornerback Lem Barney. Coming up, Ron pushes former Chicago linebacker Joe Fortunato for the Hall. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Water. Hey, it's me, Water. Ah, look, about what happened in your apartment with a broken pipe. Um, I just wanted to apologize for ruining all your stuff, and I hope this can all just be some me under the bridge someday. Oh, and also, I'm not paying for anything. Okay, bye. Water never pays for water damage. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. 
Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. On paper, summer is almost over. On asphalt, that's an entirely different story. During the Indian Motorcycle Legendary Summer Event, find great offers on America's first motorcycle, like a $1,500 trade-in allowance on select models, with payments as low as $5 a day, but only for a limited time. So see your Indian Motorcycle dealer today and make your summer legendary. Promotion offers subject to credit approval. Offers valid through 9-30-16. Certain restrictions and exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More details, go to GEICO.com. And you know what? We should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, guys, we have a big event going on this weekend. For the first time in 22 years, there's NFL football in L.A. That's the good news. The bad? The Rams are home to the Seattle Seahawks. And after that horrendous performance versus the 49ers Monday night, I'm not sure how they're going to score on Seattle, but uh, you know what? Let them figure it out. What I want to know from you is who was your favorite L.A. Ram, L.A. Ram, not St. Louis Ram, L.A. Ram, and what was your favorite L.A. moment? Goose? Well, my favorite Ram would be Dick Bass because you guys know me. I'm a running guy, old school. Dick Bass was old school. And my favorite moment, 1967, Rams finished with the best record in the NFL, 11, 1, and 2. The reward? They get to go to Green Bay and play the refrigerated playoffs. They get knocked out and never got to the Super Bowl. How about you, Ron? My favorite player was uh, Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch because I remember as a young boy, he was so popular that he was walking off the field and they literally ripped his uniform off. The boy was nearly butt naked walking off the field, <laughs> kind of like that. My dad and, taught him in basic school at Quantico. Did he really? Wow, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. Cool. And uh, my favorite moment was uh, early in my career. I was in the locker room before. For the playoffs, and Jack Youngblood had broken his leg, and so I was talking to him, and uh, I said, "You're not going to, obviously, you're not going to play this week." And he looked at me like, "Boy, <laughs> if you lost your taking leave of your senses, of course I'm going to play. It's the playoffs." That was my first learning curve with the with the NFL life. Broken leg, no problem. <laughs> my favorite player was easy, Jaguar John Arnett. Good I, I ones. Wore his, yeah, I wore his number 26 jersey as a kid, um, and my take. most memorable. 
It yeah. Take yeah. But like the Goose Man, I'm old school. I liked it. I loved watching him play. My most memorable moment. Moment. Um, I go back that '67 season. Also, the Goose Man talked about Goose. Remember that game against the the Packers at the end of the season? They had to beat them to allow Baltimore, which is my favorite team, to win the division. And with less than a minute left, they blocked a Donnie Anderson punt. A guy named Tony Guillory blocked the Donnie Anderson punt. They were down 24-20, and it led to the winning TD. So the Rams won the division 11-1-2 by virtue of a tiebreaker. And the Colts at 11-1-2, they got jobbed. And speaking of getting jobbed, like that segue, Ron. That's Ron, close. you have a Hall of Fame nominee who's been buried in the – oh, we're outside the hall for years waiting on the call from voters. You wrote about him this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, and you're here to talk about him today. So – Let's hear it, Ron. Take it away. Well, guys, you know, there were 14 defensive players named to the NFL's 1950 All-Decade team. Thirteen of them have been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So what did Joe Fortinato do wrong? Honestly, nothing. In fact, throughout his 12-year career, most of what he did was right. His Hall of Fame credentials are just as impressive as the three other linebackers who joined him on that team and are also in uh, the Hall, Sam Huff, Joe Schmidt, and Fortinato's teammate Bill George. In fact, it was Joe Fortinato who took over the signal calling from Bill George when George Allen first arrived and replaced Clark Shaughnessy as the Bears' defensive coordinator uh, late in the 62 season. Uh, the following year, uh, with Joe calling the signals, Chicago had the league's stingiest defense. They gave up only 144 points, went 11-1-2, and, and won the NFL championship by beating the Giants 14-10 and beat the bejesus out of a YA title that day. I was very happy. Fortinato was, uh, he was a key member of that defense. They allowed only 9.6 points per game, held opposing quarterbacks to a 34.8 quarterback rating, and led the NFL with 36 interceptions. Now, Joe was drafted on the seventh round in 1952 out of Mississippi State, but he didn't arrive until 1955 because of his military co- uh, commitments. But when he got there, he became an immediate starter and soon was a fixture at the Pro Bowl, which he made five times. He was named first-team All-Pro three times, second-team All-Pro three times, but perhaps his greatest accolade was that he was once named one of the NFL's 300 greatest players, as well as one of the seven greatest Bears linebackers of all time. So how do you not get into the Hall of Fame with all that? Beats me, because the guy was a playmaker. He had speed. He had power. He had 38 career takeaways, and when he retired, he had recovered 22 fumbles, uh, many of them caused by him. He's the type of Hall of Fame uh, enigma that makes you scratch your head. How are 14 defensive players named to the All-Decade team, yet only 13 make the Hall? No explanation. There is no explanation. The answer is he's lost in the dustbin of time, and I'm putting it on Goose to get him out of the dustbin and into the hall. Good luck. You know, <laughs> something must be something about the Bears linebackers. Larry Morris was an all-decade yeah. pick in the 60s, and he can't get to the room to discuss it. It's got to be something against Chicago linebackers. I know. Unna- not named Butkus or George. Amazing. Amazing thing. Well, there you go. There are the officials who work the Central Michigan game telling us we have more time. We have more time. But not much. It's a two-minute drill with Ron asking this week's question. So, Ron, start asking. Here we go, boys. Paul DePodesta said he and the Browns resisted the temptation to draft Carson Wentz because they didn't feel he was a top-20 talent. What do they think now? Aaron Rodgers wasn't a top-20 quarterback either. Tank. I mean, tanks. I'm sorry, thanks. <laughs> Will we ever see RJ, uh, RG3 start again in the NFL? His statue sits in front of the new Baylor football stadium. That's as close as he'll get to any field anytime soon. Yes, because anything and everything is possible in Cleveland. ESPN stats say Raiders coach Jack Del Rio did the wrong thing going for a two-point conversion to win, even though he won. Do stats lie? Since when is ESPN the final 30 on football? Yeah, I agree. You know what I say? Check the standings. 
Which first team, uh, first time starting quarterback was most impressive in week one? Dak Prescott, 45 passes, no sacks, no fumbles, no interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo, so good they took down Brady's banner in Foxborough and put up his. Which will still be impressive after week two. Prescott, because he gets the defenseless Washington Redskins next week. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's home the next three weeks. Who will, who will Sean Payton blame for the Saints' defense now that Rob Ryan is gone? Those leaky New Orleans levies. <laughs> who else? Ditka. Everyone in the AFC East lost last week except the Patriots. Is the division race over? It's been over since the Patriots went to training camp in July. Ooh, I agree with the Goose Man. There never was a division race. Everyone but New England plays for second. More importantly, did the Jimmy G era begin in Arizona Sunday night? We haven't seen last of Brady, nor have we seen the last of Garoppolo. Yes, it did, and it's a lot better than the Kenny G era. In a serious note, which site was more troubling, players kneeling for the anthem or the Ravens fans booing President Obama's 9-11 message? In our politically correct world, both sets of folks are entitled to their own opinions. Ravens fans not booing their offense. When the Eagles tried a field goal, one official signal it was good. The other said, no good. Do these guys need replay for everything? Was one of the officials wearing the swoop mascot costume? Ron, did you say replay or replacements? What was the biggest absence in week one? Tom Brady at quarterback or Tom Jackson on ESPN Game Day's host chair? The only guy with a Super Bowl ring. Ditka. More honest than those ESPN stats. <laughs> That's the end of our first hour. When we return, we'll sit down with Tim Graham of the Buffalo News and Charlie Casserly. And we're going to talk Larry Fitzgerald and Canton. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates. And three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the roaring 20s. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. Check Sunday's newspaper for Centrum coupons. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Water. Hey, it's me, Water. Ah, look, about what happened in your apartment with a broken pipe. 
Um, I just wanted to apologize for ruining all your stuff, and I hope this can all just be some me under the bridge someday. Oh, and also, I'm not paying for anything. Okay, bye. Water never pays for water damage. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. We'll have Charlie Casserly join us shortly in debate. I'm not really sure there's much of a debate. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's Hall of Fame qualifications. But first, we're pleased to have with us Tim Graham. And if you don't know him, you should. He's a dying breed of journalist and award-winning enterprise reporter for the Buffalo News. Tim's worked at the Palm Beach Post, Las Vegas Sun, ESPN. And yes, for Ron Borges' Boston Herald, fortunately. Before Ron got there, before returning to Buffalo in 2011, now he's here with us. Hey, Tim, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me on. I, my cup of coffee uh, at the Boston Herald uh, uh, was not while Ron was there, unfortunately, or else I, I probably would have just, uh, I, I would have had free refills on my cup of coffee. I would have stayed no matter what. Exactly Consi- right. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> we'd, we'd both be there. Uh, you know, you've written a lot of great stories, as the three of us all know, Tim, but uh, but none really probably more moving than your recent one on the sad life of a kicker who became a cult hero in New York despite playing in only six NFL games, Bjorn Nitmo. How did you first learn of his losing battle with concussions? It was um, a bit of happenstance. I was uh, writing a story on Scott Norwood. He's the kicker who missed the field goal and uh, cost the Bills a chance to win the Super Bowl. Instead, the New York Giants win. And obviously, an incredibly famous play in NFL history that gets shown every February. And Scott Norwood had reached out uh, through Daryl Kelly, who I'd written a story about a year earlier, and said, uh, told Daryl that he was ready to talk and wanted to do a story with me. And, but how do you do a story on something that's been covered for 20 years and thoroughly covered? And so I went to the Bills uh, Media Guide uh, from 1991, the year after Wide Right. I wanted to know who the kicker was that the Bills brought in to compete with Scott Norwood and who would be able to tell me better about this guy's psyche and what he was dealing with than that kicker. And it turned out it was Bjorn Nitmo. And the problem being, I couldn't find Bjorn Nitmo. And that in and of itself was peculiar to me, that a guy who played in the NFL had been such a you know, quirky pop culture phenomenon for a brief period of time with his time on David Letterman, that he had just disappeared off the face of the earth, struck me as... It's strange. So I dug a little deeper, and the story kept getting more and more fascinating. Tim, yeah, that you talked about the Letterman show. He was on, actually on quite often. Derek, you got that clip? Hey, by the way, Ball, speaking of that, who's your favorite NFL star? Oh, 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 huh? oh, oh. Huh? Brent, Brent uh, Musburger. No. Al, T- Al Titmo. Who is it? Al Titmo. Isn't that who you've been talking about? No. Bjorn. Bjorn. Nitmo. Bjorn Nitmo. I love him too. That's what I was going to say. Bjorn. There you have your Bjorn. Yeah, you got your N-I-T, Bjorn. N-I-T. There you have your Nit. Your Nit. T-M-O. There you have your Tmo. Tmo. Bjorn. Nitmo. Tmo. Nitmo. Although Al Titmo is very good as well. So, Tim, how did he become known as Bjorn Nitmo through that? Well, you just heard it, and unfortunately, it's not more complicated than that. 
It is David Letterman had names that he loved to say because he thought they were funny. And it's Boutros, Boutros, Gali, and it's uh, all these other different guys that he used to just have fun saying their names. And there was this kicker who fell out of the sky uh, when Raul Alegre got hurt in 1989 for a pretty good Giants team that had a Bill Parcells at coach and, and Phil Simms was the quarterback and Lawrence Taylor. And it was a it was a, a contender-type team for several years in a row. And here's Bjorn Nitmo trying to help them get into the playoffs. And, and it just uh, – David Letterman uh, couldn't help himself. And, um, you know, a lot of – the thing that was a bit – I use the phrase tragically poetic is that this was Bjorn Nitmo's career zenith. He never kicked in the NFL again after those six games with the New York Giants. And here he is as a rookie, a guy who played his first football game, American football game in high school when his coach saw him kicking soccer balls as an exchange student in uh, Enterprise, Alabama. Uh, He tries out for the team, and here he is four years later kicking for the New York Giants and appearing on David Letterman's show. But the tragically poetic part is that I reached out to all the different people from Letterman, including Letterman's publicist, the various head writers who worked on the show. Nobody remembered Bjorn Nitmo. Oh. And so this was the biggest part of his life. And yet to them, it was just, uh, uh, it was forgettable. And to me, that was uh, added to the sadness of a guy who is dealing with concussions, uh, who is estranged from his family, and who I found through an ex-wife who was heartbroken. And in fact, heartbroken that he called me back when I did the Scott Norwood story because he won't call his children back. Wow. And it was then that I heard that... Um, that when Bjorn Nitmo was calling me to talk about the glory days of the Buffalo Bills, team he never actually played for, uh, his brief time with them, but he won't call his own children. You know, that's what I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting at this, the fascination of this story and of a life uh, that is uh, gone catawampus. That's when, you know, I knew as these things were unfolding that I had to write this story. We're speaking with Tim Graham of the Buffalo News on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com. Tim, um, the concussion you talk about, uh, it seemed to change his life. It occurred in 1997, August 1997, while he was playing for Tampa. You watched the replay of that with his wife and four children. What was their reaction, and what was your reaction watching it? Well, I was apologetic ahead of time. Uh, she, I knew that she hadn't seen it. She told me that she hadn't seen it. Uh, and when I went down to Winsboro, Texas to meet with her, I told her that I had it and that if she wanted to see it, I'd be glad to show it to her. You know, respectfully, this wasn't an exploitation type thing, and it wasn't going to be a part of the story if she didn't want it to be. But I was able to obtain a, a clip. It happened in a, a preseason game, as you said, Clark, and these are all regional telecasts. Uh, back in 97, you don't have YouTube clips of, of every preseason play, and she had never seen it because they were living down in South Florida. They didn't get the Buccaneers feed uh, where they lived. So I showed it to her. She was sitting there with her... Uh, one of her daughters, her second oldest, Madeline, and uh, it was emotional for her. You could hear it. Uh, She whimpered as she watched it. Uh, You could hear the sniffles. She wasn't sure how she was going to react, and uh, she was very transparent in how she was feeling. She explained it to me, and then in subsequent emails over the next coming days, mentioned to me that she was having nightmares about it, and really the, the symbolism of it, and she mentioned it to me, is that you see the classic shot of the kicker as he's getting ready to approach the tee. His hand is raised for the official to whistle the ball in play. He does the approach. It's the start of every NFL game. They zero in on the kicker. They show his face. He kicks off. And then you might never see the kicker again in a close-up. 
for the rest of the game. Well, for her, right before that kick in which he gets concussed while trying to make a tackle on the play, she said that that was the last time she saw her husband alive and that after that he is, she's been pretty much mourning his, his death ever since because what happened on that play changed him forever and, and uh, he's not the same man. Tim, you, you uh, for a number of years covered Joe Messi, the uh, undefeated, uh, very popular Buffalo heavyweight boxer whose career ended just before a possible championship fight due to a brain injury. Uh, I was wondering how that experience uh, and, and the fallout from it may have influenced how you approached your coverage of Bjorn Nitmo's story. I don't know, Ron, if that did too much. You know, I've been covering the NFL since 2007, right about the time I stopped covering boxing on a regular basis and covering Joe Macy. There have been so many different NFL situations. You know, the Daryl Talley story that I wrote a couple of years back uh, in which the guys busted, uh, you know, went broke and couldn't seek help because he was too much of a man to admit that he needed help uh, with concussions and suicidal thoughts and burning through all his money because he was trying to salvage a business, uh, didn't want to lay off his employees, so he went through his children's college funds and, and how they now are living in a, a rented house and have their rent paid for them at times by Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith. Um, things changed for him after that story was written, but there have been way too many guys. Uh, O.J. Bergant, uh, when I was at the Palm Beach Post, uh, I wrote a story about him and his battle with CTE, and he's been diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, as you guys know, uh, working in the front office of the Baltimore Ravens, for writing a story about how head trauma probably put him in that wheelchair. Uh, Kevin Turner, another guy I wrote about when I was at ESPN.com, similar situation to O.J. Bergant, in which uh, he's diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, but you won't really know because uh, you, don't, uh, you didn't know until the autopsy. Uh, whether or not it was CTE or classic Gehrig's disease, because he was a fullback and a, and a wedge buster and all those dirty jobs that you did. You know, Ron, you know, boxing is, is one thing, and it does prepare you, but it's amazing to me how, in a very short period of time, the parallels or the, the overlap, I guess I should say, it's not even parallels, of boxing and football and the things that we're coming across and what these guys are dealing with, where it really makes you pause and think. Hey, Tim, we got to run, but uh, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations also on a wonderful piece, a very, very sad story, but a wonderful piece of journalism. Thank you, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. That was Tim Graham of the Buffalo News. Up next, is Larry Fitzgerald a deadbolt cinch for the Hall of Fame? We'll decide when we come back. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. QL1, this is Control. Checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the roaring 20s. 
right on cue because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. Check Sunday's newspaper for Centrum coupons. Motel 6 has the message our nation is seeking. Motel 6 is a great choice for travelers. With the highest standards. A clean, comfortable room with everything you need and nothing you don't. Fiscally responsible. Still for a great low price. Dedicated. We'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6. Right on travel. Right for America. I'm Tom Bodette, and, um, yeah, I approve this message. Book online at motel6.com. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Water. Hey, it's me, Water. Ah, look, about what happened in your apartment with a broken pipe. Um, I just wanted to apologize for ruining all your stuff, and I hope this can all just be some me under the bridge someday. Oh, and also, I'm not paying for anything. Okay, bye. Water never pays for water damage. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. On paper, summer is almost over. On asphalt, that's an entirely different story. During the Indian Motorcycle Legendary Summer Event, find great offers on America's first motorcycle, like a $1,500 trade-in allowance on select models, with payments as low as $5 a day, but only for a limited time. So see your Indian Motorcycle dealer today and make your summer legendary. Promotional offer subject to credit approval. Offers valid through 9-30-16. Certain restrictions and exclusion supply. See dealer for details. Always wear a helmet, never drink and ride. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Third and four, looks into the nickel of San Francisco in the secondary. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Look out, here comes the blue coat, they got him. Here comes coming the blue from the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Oh, that was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. That was a great call. Well, that was Kevin Harlan of Westwood One with a call on Monday's Rams 49ers sump game. And you know some of the guys, I think he was right when he said that was the most exciting thing of that game. Well, it was the most exciting part of the game. And, Goose, uh, you know, on a Hall of Fame show, we've got to acknowledge, yeah, that was a Hall of Fame call. Big time. Kevin Harlan, good friend of mine. Yeah. He and I were in Kansas City together way back when. Yeah, well, that, good uh, guy. that was good guy. He was also a good announcer. Great call on that. And speaking of the Hall of Fame. There were reports, as you know, last weekend that Arizona's Larry Fitzgerald would retire after the season. Of course, it's a report he <laughs> since is dismissed, but it did provoke a reaction. And there are supporters everywhere already inducting him into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, reporters weighed in on it. Uh, it was all over Twitter. I heard Chris Collinsworth mention it Sunday night. You know, future Hall of Famer, slam dunk Hall of Famer. I did not, however, Gooseman, see you mention it. So <laughs> let me ask you straight up. And, Ron, you know how loathe. The Gooseman is to comment on guys who haven't finished their careers. But Goose, exactly. we're going to ask you, Larry Fitzgerald, 
slam dunk Hall of Famer? I would say he's certainly on track, but, but Terrell Owens, Isaac Bruce, and Torrey Holt all believe they were on track for Ken as well. All are now eligible for the Hall, yet all are still on the outside looking in. Almost 69% of all Hall of Famers won championships. I think it would enhance Fitzgerald's resume if the Cardinals did win a Super Bowl for him in the next few years. Ronnie uh, Goose is right. He's certainly on track. I mean, he's a nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. But Ron, he's got Logan. Receiver. I can tell you one thing: he's got Logan Ryan's vote to <laughs> yeah, hose that guy down does. with anti-fire material. <laughs> Probably has your vote too after watching that. What a beat! Um, but one guy that that uh, Goose didn't mention of the receivers, Heinz Ward. He's up for the Hall in 2017. He was a three-time All-Pro too. So, Ron, direct question for you: Would you rather have Heinz Ward or Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, bigger. Gets down the field a little better, in my opinion. He can take over a game. Uh, Hines, uh, to me, always seemed to be like a, a grinder, you know, a tough guy, a block. Cheap, Great blocker. Cheap shots as much as possible. We all like that. Uh, you know, make some big catches. But it was to me, it was Fitzgerald's the kind of guy that keeps defensive coordinators up at night. You know, you're, you're afraid of Larry Fitzgerald. And uh, I think that's a, a receiver's job to be cause fear. You know, Cliff Branch, Henry Ellard, Stanley Morgan all deserves to be discussed. And I'll, I'll throw in Billy Wilson from the 50s, Drew Pearson, and Harold Carmichael from the 70s. All deserve Hall of Fame discussion, yet none have ever had it. You know, I don't believe necessarily that the latest is the greatest. Larry Fitzgerald will be discussed, so will Heinz Ward, but that doesn't mean that either were better at their craft than, say, a branch or a Pearson. But Max Speedy. Max Speedy. Right. You're right. Max Speedy and Stanley Morgan better than all these guys. Yeah. Well, doesn't Goose, mean they're going to get in the Hall of Fame. That's right, absolutely. Um, let's take this one step farther, Goose. Randy Moss will be eligible for the Hall in 2018. That's two or three steps farther. Actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so stack these receivers for me and my um, Hall of Fame arithmetic guest here, Ron Borges. Heinz Ward, Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, and uh, Terrell Owens. Moss, Fitzgerald, Owens, Ward. Ronnie, you want to take a swing there? The Goose Man and I, we're like two peas in one pod. <laughs> you agree with him? I, I do. Unless you're That's ranking pretty by, frightening. Unless we rank him by personality the way you do, in which case it would be Ward, Fitzgerald, Moss, and T.O. No! <laughs> <laughs> It'd be Ward, Fitzgerald, Moss, and... That's it. <laughs> right, and, right, and crickets. <laughs> did not finish. DNF did not finish. Um, well, okay, Goose Man, do all these guys, I'm talking about Heinz Ward, Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, and Terrell Owens, do all of them eventually make it to Canton, in your opinion? You know, I understand that great receivers have fallen through the cracks in every decade and will continue to do so. There are 12 all-decade receivers now in the senior poll waiting a call that likely will never come. Not all great players get into Canton, and I think going forward that will be especially true of the wide receiver position as we struggle to get a grip on the reason for these inflated statistics. Is yeah, it the right. style of the game or the quality of the receiver? Yeah, well, I think you're right. Uh, uh, you know, I, I tend to think these four guys will because they got video and all, you know, all that stuff that seems to help these days. But I could see Hyde's Ward being the kind of guy who gets trapped on the outside for too long. Uh, if he doesn't get in fairly quickly, and then he's got all these other names, and some of them are in and some are not, and next thing you know, uh, you know, he, he, he disappears. So I can see that happening to him. But wait a minute, he's a stealer, and we got Ed Bouchette from Pittsburgh yeah. making his case. He could get Cliff Stout in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, he was just, he was stout, so it's, it's easy <laughs> yeah. to do. Hey, wait a minute, guys, before I forget, 
almost forgot here. Uh, because we had Mike Martz on here several weeks ago, uh, and he promoted them on the show, Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. Do either of these guys make it? And I mean ever. Well, uh, I think probably one of them will, uh, most likely Isaac Bruce, in my opinion. Uh, but these are also the kind of guys that 30 years from now, Goose and I are talking about uh, in the seniors committee meeting, although only if the Wait, senior... 30 oh, years well, from now, you're going to yeah. be talking about them? <laughs> well, yeah, but that would be only if they could reach us through the Ouija board, which is <laughs> That's where right. we'd be. Me and Ron, two peas in a pod. I agree, <laughs> one, one, but not both. Right. Okay, which one, Goose? Bruce. Okay. Um, and there's something I, I, I might as well talk about now. What but do you think, you Clark? you like one over the other of those two guys? Yeah, I like Bruce. I like Bruce. I, I thought he made big catches. Uh, Holt had the big numbers. Uh, I thought Bruce made big catches. Um, but something I've wanted to talk to you guys about before, and we might as well mention it now. We can talk about it on a later show, but that's fantasy football um, because it's complicating some of these processes, and Goose talked about it earlier, just saying, you know, is it, is it the process, the yards, or is it the player, these inflated numbers? Because people everywhere are enamored by those inflated numbers. Um, in fact, that's what we get in that room when Terrell Owens' name comes up, his numbers, and it's hard to argue with him. He had big numbers, except, of course, the, the room did. Um, because, Goose, to me, there are more than just numbers to this process. And again, I'm talking about the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem we've had over the years. We've, we've had the same debates about Michael Irvin, Art Monk, Tim Brown, Chris Carter, Andre Reid. These aren't real numbers. What What is the impact of the numbers? I need more than stats. I want impact of the catches, and that's that's the deal. Like you said, these are fantasy numbers. These aren't real, and we're trying to sort our way through it. Well, and I understand, Goose, that the numbers are important, um, but so are big plays and big moments. So as mentioned, Heinz Ward, and that's where I think he he made a ton of them. I also believe success is important. Uh, so as being a good teammate and someone your peers can count on, like Michael Jordan or Larry Bird. Okay, Goose Man, Jimmy Chitwood. I mean, the guys who demand the ball for the last shot. But why? Because he knows he's going to make it. Otherwise, we put a guy like Wes Welker in the hall because he had, what, 100 or over 100 catches in five or six seasons, led the league uh, in three of those. No offense to Wes, Ronnie, but he, I mean, he was a terrific player. But I never looked at him as a Hall of Fame player. No, I, I agree with you. In fact, uh, Goose will remember it. Uh, I mentioned that at a Hall of Fame meeting one year when we were discussing Art Monk and Tim Brown and, and, and Andre Reid and Chris Carter. The debate was going on. And finally, as, I, as you guys know, I sometimes do, lost my mind and said, you know, oh, what are we talking about here? You know, these numbers, numbers, numbers. How about Wes Welker? Any, any of you ever think he's a Hall of Famer? He's going to catch 100 passes five years in a row. Everybody sort of looked at me like, whoa. Time to, he went off. But, but, but you know, and it's true. It's it is true, him. yeah. And now, now Welker's gone. Now Edelman's catching 100 balls a year. He's going to be gone. Chris Hogan's going to catch 100 balls a right. year. What does it mean? Right. It means nothing. I'll tell you what it means. It means we're going to have to stop right there, Ronnie. But don't go away, people. We've got former NFL GM Charlie Cassidy just around the corner. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Tree Branch. Hi, uh, it's me, Tree Branch. So, about the other night, look, it's no secret your roof and I never quite got along. It's a roof and I'm a branch, and that's how these things go. But I'm calling to say I'm really, truly sorry about what I did to your gutters and skylight. And also, I'm not paying for the damage. Okay, uh, bye. Trees never pay for roof damage. Luckily, one call to the Geico Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. 
Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the roaring 20s. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. Check Sunday's newspaper for Centrum coupons. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. As promised, we have Charlie Casserly with us. Charlie is a longtime NFL executive. He was the GM who succeeded Bobby Beathard in Washington, and the first ever GM of the Houston Texans. But some of you may recognize him more as a TV star from his stints as an NFL insider with ESPN, CBS, and now the NFL Network. Charlie, we recognize you no matter where you are, and it's good to have you with us. Hey, it's great to be with you guys. The Hall of Fame uh, Voters Network show, that's great. I got no one's ever done that before. Exactly. That, that's why we, uh, it's the only good idea the three of us have ever had, actually, Charlie, so it's, uh, it's been going good. Nah, that's not true. That's not true at all. Anyway... All right, let's go. Well, I'm wondering, you know, within a year of, yeah. of starting as an unpaid intern with the Redskins, you became a college scout. Now, my, my friend Upton Bell, who was a great scout back in the day, says you can't train a guy to be a scout. He's got the eye or he doesn't. So uh, uh, how does you train or not train for that job? Well, I was a high school football coach and a college football coach before that. Where that helps you is as a high school coach, you have to coach every position at some point in your career, and you've got to teach every position. So learning the concepts of teaching and fundamentals and being a coach, you can see how a player can develop, okay, from where, from a certain part into what he grows into. So you can see the raw material and see how it develops. That helps you in scouting, being able to project what a guy is. College scouting is projection. You see a raw product. What's he going to look like two or three years from now with coaching? It helps you understand when you watch the tape schemes, Okay, are they asking this guy to do something he can do or he can't do? So, uh, coaching to me was something that helped me uh, get started in it. Uh, and then I think that there's an element of instincts in it, uh, but there's also an element of hard work um, and learning from experience in it too. Kelly, you obviously know what a player looks like. So let's cut to the chase. Is Joe Jacoby a Hall of Famer? Absolutely, he's a Hall of Famer. Why? No question about it. In my mind. Why? Dom he was a dominant left tackle. Uh, in the toughest division in football. Uh, this guy could run block. Most left tackles can't run block. 
he could run block. And the guy was, you know, so big and so long with his arms that he was tough to get around. Plus, this guy ended up starting at, at more than one position uh, during our championship run. Uh, and then that's hard to do. How did the whole league miss on him? How did he go undrafted? Well, it's interesting because, uh, and that's 12 rounds back then. Uh, and, and I was in the right place at the right time when I scouted him. I, I, in the spring, he wasn't a prospect. A lot of times, if a guy's not on the list, a lot of scouts won't even look at the guy. I came in at you go in their last regular season game, and they had played Florida and Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh had a player, you'll remember these names, named Greg Meisner. Ended up being a third-round pick. Jacoby's a left tackle. He shuts him out. The guy didn't make a, a play, and he was, he was a third-round player rated. Florida had a guy named Galloway who was a first-round rated player. He shuts him out. I'm thinking, well, he's shutting these guys out. How's he doing this? Well, he was so big and so long, and that's when you could start using your arms that if you could stay on your feet, if you had balance and long arms and size, you could play offensive line. So I, I met Joe before practice. Now, Joe's body needed a little work, okay, uh, to put it mildly. I said, listen, we're going to come back in the spring, work out, get, get your body in shape here. He had a great line. He wasn't invited to any all-star game. And people said, well, you know, didn't you think you lost something? He says, no, I gained three weeks to get in shape ahead of all those other guys. So Joe Bugle, our legendary offensive line coach, we go to work this guy out. Jacoby comes through the door. He blocked the door. Really, he blocked the door. He had totally transformed his body to having a fat beer gut into a chest. And, you know, he did a good job working out. We drafted five offensive linemen. We didn't draft them. Go, you know, go, go to sign him as a free agent. Gibbs thought he was a defensive lineman and recruited him as a defensive lineman. You know, in the speech when the head coach sells you on the team, Joe was afraid to tell him he was an offensive lineman. So, <laughs> so when we tell him we got him signed, Gibbs goes, that's great. We need another defensive lineman. No, Joe, he's an offensive lineman. Can we get out of it? No, we can't get out of it. And, you know, I have been recruiting the guy all spring, trying to get the guy, and, and, and Bugle's recruiting him. Um, and, you know, sometimes it turns around. There's other people that you know, people want to draft. We get that. But that's how he went undrafted. He, he, he finished the season strong when people wrote him off early. We're with former general manager Charlie Castley on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com. And, Charlie, another question about the Hall of Fame and the Redskins. There are plenty of them who could be in Canton but aren't. Joe Jacoby's one of them. Jerry Smith is another. Larry Brown yep. is another. And, of course, the man you worked for, Bobby Beathard, is another. Who's the best Redskin not in Canton? Well, I think Bobby deserves to be in. Uh, you know, no, nothing against Ron Wolf and Bill Pullian, the close friends. I work with them a lot. But Bobby's right in that, that crew with them. Uh, and I know George Young is getting a lot of support, and George was a great friend of mine. But Bobby uh, took more teams to Super Bowls, and I think he drafted more Hall of Fame players than George did. So, I mean, I think you have to look at that when you got him. Um, you know, you guys understand this a lot better than I do. I think Jacoby needs to be in. That's number one. But I could see an argument for Jerry Smith and where he was at that point in his career uh, versus other tight ends. And the guy who never gets any mention at all is Brian Mitchell. Okay? Yeah. And Steve Tasker's not in, but doesn't Brian Mitchell do more for your football team? He's second in the history of the league in total yards. And I'll give you another guy who... I would put in there, but you can't put everybody in. Gary Clark. Gary Clark and Andre Reed are the same player when I scout them. They're both competitive. Andre Reed didn't have Art Monk. That's one of the things he had going for him. Um, I'm only confusing, I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, you, you know, another thing I'd like to talk about that you were involved in, 1999, you were pulled off the 
the oddest trade in history where you got the entire Saints draft uh, to give up uh, the number five slot so they could take Ricky Williams. You made a number of other trades that uh, day. You still ended up with Champ Bailey, who you said all along was who you wanted. And from some of those picks, you later got LeVar Arrington, Derek Smith, and a guy named Lloyd Harrison, who I don't know who the heck he was. Uh, but unfortunately, by the time those picks were made, uh, you were gone. How do you make that kind of a trade and, and net that kind of a profit, and, uh, and then they tell you to leave? How does that happen? I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy there now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion? What happened? That's kind of strange. The team got sold. The team got sold. When the team gets sold, changes happen. Uh, there's a lot of politics going on uh, in the background at the time. And uh, a year later, Dan Snyder called me up. He's, he said this publicly, so that's no reason I say it. And he says, you know, I made a mistake. Uh, I should have kept you there. And at that point, I'm working in Houston. So, uh uh, you know, he, he didn't really know who to listen to, and there was a lot of people with personal agendas that uh, uh, were telling him what he wanted to hear. I, I told him, I said, you know, I'm the only guy in the building that doesn't tell you what you want to hear. I just tell you what I think. I tell you the truth. So I learned that from working with Jack Ken Cook. You, you've got to tell the owner the truth, even though he doesn't want to hear it, because ultimately you're responsible for it anyway. He's not going to uh, re- be responsible for it. That's a generic statement. I know that. But... Um, You've got to tell the owner that you disagree with him sometimes. Hey, Charlie, we asked Ron Wolf who his favorite draft pick was. He said it was Reggie Kinlaw, a 12th round pick. Who was your favorite draft pick? Guy you're most well, proud of. Well, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to divide it into two things. You know, certainly, Champ Bailey and Andre Johnson have got to be tied to me at the, for top picks. Okay, but I say Brian Mitchell in the fifth round. I mean, he was a, a quarterback at Southwest Louisiana, very very productive, but he couldn't throw. Okay, we, we found that every time we ran a halfback option pass. Hey, Mitchell was a quarterback. Run the halfback option pass. <laughs> then he'd screw it up, and you go, yeah, we know why he's not, he's not his quarterback now. So, but, uh, you know, Brian Mitchell just uh, – you never know a guy's going to do what he did. Now, let's be realistic about that. But uh, to come in and have an impact immediately as a special teams player uh, and to end up number two in the history of the NFL in total yards – uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's something to be proud of. And one last thing about him is every time we signed him to a new contract, he did better. You know, some guys, you sign him to the contract and you're holding your breath. My God, is this guy going to be what we thought he was? He always did better. And I asked him about that after he retired, and he says, I always wanted to prove I was better than the money you gave me. I always wanted to prove that I could be better. And, and he did it. Hey, Charlie, we got to go. But you know what? Thanks for the time, and we'll catch you on TV tomorrow. And the next day, and the next day. <laughs> In other words, we know where to find you, Charlie. <laughs> you got that right. Hey, had a doubleheader today. Okay. There you go. All right, see you guys later. Thanks, Thanks, Charlie. That was former GM Charlie Castley, now with the NFL Network. Coming up, why Ron doesn't like the NFL's idea of trying to avoid a double standard. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. 
QL1, you've been talking a lot about rocking mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates, and... Three, two, one... Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Here's something to feel good about from Centrum Silver. Vitamin D was discovered in the age of dancing, the roaring 20s. Right on cue, because vitamin D plays an essential role in supporting strong bones and muscles. And just as dance moves have evolved, so is the importance of vitamin D. That's why Centrum Silver upgraded to our highest level of vitamin D3 ever. <laughs> hey, want to dance? Centrum Silver, something to definitely feel good about. Check Sunday's newspaper for Centrum coupons. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You sit on the edge of a lake, worries floating away with each breath. You have just bundled your ATV and RV insurance and saved a large sum of money. Now all is perfect. You carry on a conversation with an owl. He asks most of the questions. Ascend to a higher plane of insurance with Progressive. Bundle your outdoor vehicles and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Hey, Derek Burns. Yes, Clark. You know what it means? When I start telling you that Geico can save you 15% with just 15 minutes, yeah, 50% or more on car insurance? What does that mean? I think it means they'll save you some cash. You got it. And you also should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Hey, we're getting near the end, uh, which means either, well, uh, Andy Reid won't use his timeouts, or Jim Caldwell and Chuck Pagano will. Gooseman, <laughs> what a crazy finish that Detroit game. Lions, <laughs> they're going to be able to score points. And Matt Stafford, I still think he's a franchise quarterback. I think there's something there. You know, he's the first quarterback uh, – they really had since Bobby Lane that had Pro Bowl skills. And I think um, I think this could be a good year for the Lions. Yeah, you know what I think? I still think they need to sign Len Barney to cornerback that defense. Yeah, that defense great, great worse. punt returner too. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, there are no crazy finishes here, but there's just enough time for our weekly Renai Game Changer of the Week award. And Gooseman, since you're basking in the glory of a rare Lions opening day win, going to start with you. Raiders coach Jack Del Rio, the man has coconuts the size of beach balls. <laughs> and coconuts? the Raiders are sitting atop the AFC West this week as a result. You know, too often coaches are more concerned with job security than winning games. Going for two and the win was a difference-making decision by Jack Del Rio. Coconuts? Coconuts. Ron, what's coconuts? What's, more I don't than get coconuts. It. Yeah, Ron, it's your turn. Now, you, you're going to go to a certain second-string quarterback in New England? Who I making? am. Jimmy All G. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's my uh, Renai difference maker, game changer. I mean, golly. Look, he led the Patriots to scores in his first two possessions, twice converted third and longs to set up a winning field goal and relief at Tom Brady. He made the difference, just like Renai does. Exactly. Well, I'm going to take Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, wait, is that Victor Cruz? Oh, maybe it's Tennessee's Avery Williamson. What do they all have in common? Yeah, you know what they have in common. They all defied the league office and wore patriotic shoes, honoring first responders, fire departments, police departments, you name it, anyone and everyone who was involved in 9-11. And you know what? I, I didn't like it. I loved it. I was going to help pay their fines, but Ron, 
I then got a load of your paycheck. Congratulations. You're on the hook, buddy. Happy to do it. For those guys, happy to do it. And speaking of Ron, there's the cue that we're about to hear from him with our weekly Borges or... Bogus. Yeah, that's right. And this week, Ron, uh, I think you're going to tell us about what you don't like about the NFL. That's something new. <laughs> exactly. Look, once football had the Notre Dame box, now they got Pandora's box. The bigger the NFL grows, the more it seems obsessed with digging holes from which there is no out. The latest example is a plan to set aside Week 13 as designated charitable cleats day. <laughs> Repeat after me. Bogus. After threatening to fine Tennessee Titans linebacker Avery Williamson for wearing a pair of cleats honoring the memory of 9-11, and now having to deal with his coach promising to pay the fine, which just happens to be both illegal and a salary cap violation, the No Fun League wants to turn Lucky Week 13 into Charitable Sunday. Good luck with that. 13 seems an odd number to choose, uh, but I digress. The real issue is, if you can take it to the bank, that this will leave league officials in at least one beef with one player who wants to promote the charity kite-flying festival his uncle Louise is running, or protest some, pro uh, some product who happens to be one of their advertisers. What comes next will be... Bogus. Why a league led by someone paid more than its highest-paid player to avoid problems keeps creating them is beyond me. But announcing a one-week acquiescence to the principle of free speech won't come free, and it won't avoid a problem of the league's own making. The NFL plans to set aside this one-week window for players to promote a charitable cause of their choice, but only if pre-approved by the league, which means it's not their choice. This sounds like a cause for problems. The league says it wants to make sure the causes advertised uh, on their equipment are legitimate. But who are they to decide? They demand the players then auction off their cleats following the game and donate the proceeds to the charity. Well, that's noble on the surface, but it's really doing what the NFL mistakenly makes uh, a habit of day after day, seeing everything in economic and marketing terms. This is a league that is threatening Williamson and once hit Brandon Marshall with a fine for wearing green cleats he hoped would raise awareness of mental illness issues. I'm not sure how green cleats would do that, but you couldn't blame the Mercurial wide receiver for trying, unless you're the suits who run the NFL. Bogus. Now, in an effort to placate angry public reaction over the decision on uh, Williamson, the NFL has opened another Pandora's box because you can bet someone's charity won't be approved, and when it isn't, Everyone's going to rush to their Greek mythology books and un to understand what happens when you open Pandora's box. But well, we already know. Bogus. It's not Pandora's box. It's the whistle that we're nearly out of time. So let's get to the two-minute drill, Ronnie. You're going to be asking this week's questions again. Here we go, boys. Mike Malarkey says he'll pay the fine if the league hits Avery Williamson for wearing 9-11 memorial spikes. Has Roger Goodell lost his mind? Ronnie. He suspended Tom Brady four games for what? Nothing. And you ask if he's lost his mind? Question is, have you? Did he lose his mind when he ruled the Cowboys couldn't wear their arm-in-arm -arm patches? One year later, Jameis Winston or Marcos Mariota? <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Winston, for the reason he went first overall. What an arm. A.J. Green beat Darrell Rivas for 10 catches, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Is Rivas Island now closed? No, it's not. Gilligan and the skipper still remain. Gang Green is merely giving way to Green Peace, a big piece of A.J. Green, in fact. How many times will the Giants wide receiver Victor Cruz dance the salsa this year after a 23-month playoff? Until he pulls a groin. How many more times will he play against this Dallas defense? Ouch. Cam Newton's father said he wasn't going to fan the flames of race. Then he claimed his son is treated differently by NFL officials 
uh, than they treat a half a dozen white quarterbacks he named. So what was he fanning? The Flames. He was merely exercising his right as a parent to speak up in defense of his style. The Patriots have taken down the Tom Brady banner hanging from their stadium, as we talked about. Was it by choice or by NFL fiat? Neither. Players were taking a knee in front of it. After Sunday night, Bob Kraft was readying that Jimmy Garoppolo banner. Brian Billick said this week that the Browns may not win a game. Does he have a point? Yes, he does. As Hillary would say, they're a basket of deplorables. With home games left against Dallas San Diego, bet the over. Who would you guys start a quarterback for the Vikings? Sean Hill or Sam Bradford? Grant Tarkenden. Bradford. Vikings are going to need touchdowns to beat Green Bay, not field goals like last week. Andrew Luck put up 35 points, and the Colts still lost their season opener. Isn't that what they did to Peyton Manning? Yes, it is. And look where it got him, Ronnie. Shopping for groceries with Lionel Richie. Looks like the Colts are going to need 40, but Luck doesn't have Edron James or Marvin Harrison. Does the Broncos' defense play dirty or hard? Both. Football for 15 games out of a season, rollerball for the one game against Cam Newton. We want to thank Len Barney, Charlie Casserly, Mike Pereira, and Tim Graham for joining us. Derek Burns for producing us and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, tune into this station this time next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be too. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates. And three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You sit on the edge of a lake. Worries floating away with each breath. You have just bundled your ATV and RV insurance and saved a large sum of money. Now all is perfect. You carry on a conversation with an owl. He asks most of the questions. Ascend to a higher plane of insurance with Progressive. Bundle your outdoor vehicles and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Throughout my career, I've developed hundreds of innovative products that make people's lives easier. That's what Cabbage does for small business owners. They've developed a simple and flexible way for business owners to access a line of credit of up to $100,000. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Cabbage has provided over $2 billion to 80,000 small businesses like yours. To get started, visit cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding.